You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. A rock star's guide surviving the Malaysian music industry. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. My name is Darren. I'm also the frontman of the band An Honest Mistake and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So what this podcast is essentially about is music education and that's what we really want to do here, you know, to share knowledge, to educate people, especially the musicians out here in Malaysia. And, you know, if you're tuning in and if you're listening from other parts of the world, this could probably be something that you might want to listen to. So in this week's episode, we tackle digital music providers. Now, you know, everybody's on Spotify now, everybody's on iTunes, and people are constantly putting out music and then putting them on all these digital platforms because music now is digitally distributed as compared to before where we used to do cassettes and CDs and vinyls. They were so costly. But now with technology, we're able to just make music, put it out almost immediately onto the internet. And, you know, everybody can just listen. So these are some of the questions, you know, what are some of the services out there I can utilize? How can I put my music online? How do I even get my music online? What are some of the best services? What about playlists? You know, everybody talks about playlists and being on playlists on Spotify. And what are the differences? Is there a difference between an editorial playlist and a user playlist? Did you even know that there's a difference, right? So in this week's episode, we discuss all these things. And uh, I will try my best to just share the knowledge that I've gained over the years with all these service providers and stuff, okay? So let's go with the first thing, digital service providers. Uh, essentially, what they do is that you upload your music onto their platform and then they will take your music and then they'll they'll distribute it to different, different stores. So some of the stores that are popular are Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Tidal, you know, and then there's Shazam and uh, Napster and iHeartRadio, various. There are over 200 stores available in the world. But of course, out here in Malaysia, Spotify is king, right? So we're going to talk about that and let's go into it. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to talk about four main distribution services and then I will talk about this one that I'm currently on and I will also give you my suggestions. So let's let's talk about the few ones that I'm going to discuss today. TuneCore, DistroKid, CD Baby and Stem. So TuneCore and CD Baby were some of the earlier ones that I was made aware of and what they provided was basically you pay a fee and then from that fee they will just, you know, just like any other services, you would need to pay for a service. So that's what they did. So when we went on TuneCore, we paid like $9.99 US dollars. So that's like about 30 something close to 40 ringgit for one song. But if you upload an album, it's $29.99. So that's like about 100 plus ringgit. I will just go straight into the pros and cons, okay? So with TuneCore, there's no commission. You keep 100% of your royalties and they have an admin publishing company which will help you track down your royalties. And they have revenue and analytics uh, reports. And in fact, they're some of the best because they are very clear, very detailed and easy to interpret and you can understand without having to download an Excel file, okay? Or a CSV file. 
and you got daily trending reports on Apple Music, iTunes and, and Spotify. And it also offers advances for future revenue projections. So that's pretty cool, right? So no commission, that's always good. That means as an artist, you get to keep 100% of your royalties. And I know a lot of Malaysian artists are very, very touchy when it comes to royalties. Now, the con is that it's got costly yearly fees for each release and there's no payment splitting, which means if you work with a bunch of other artists and producers, or maybe you want to split it among your band members, they don't offer that service. Uh, you need to go out of your way to get a mechanical license to distribute a cover song. What a mechanical license is, is basically a service to say that, okay, you're covering a song that you want to get approval for. Like, if, you, if you're going to cover a Mariah Carey song and then you don't have the license for it to distribute the song, what can happen is that the song will not be uploaded or if it gets uploaded, it'll be taken down or you will be sued for using the track. So you want to get a license for it, okay? Back to TuneCore. Um, the admin publishing company prevents you from working with a sync licensing agency to get your music on TV, commercials, and films. Sync license, what it means is giving your music to TV, to commercials, and films, and all that, and it doesn't help you track that. And it charges a fee for adding new outlets. For example, if there's a new store, for example, let's say on Jukes, okay? Uh, Jukes is also an, another store. They will charge $2 per outlet, and at additional $10 per release to automatically add all these new outlets. So the thing is like there's a lot of hidden fees here and there, you know, and if you want more, you need to add and you need to pay more. Okay, and the last one is there are no mechanisms in place to help artists who start to catch, which means if your streams are going up, they don't offer playlist plugging, marketing support. So your tracks are just there and that's all it is, right? So that is what TuneCore does. Let's move on to the next one, which is DistroKid. So with DistroKid, there were a lot of other extra services that were really, really cool, easy. Everything is easily clickable. It's very loud and clear, very plain and simple explanations. And the cool thing about DistroKid was... Uh, when, when we did our covers EP, I actually decided to go on DistroKid only because DistroKid has the service where you can click, this is not my song. And it will automatically get the mechanical licenses for you and you just need to pay a fee for that. So instead of going to the label, you know, and searching for it, you know, doing this whole research, it will take a lot of time. It's very time consuming. So it's a lot easier to go and do it through DistroKid, okay? So let's talk about DistroKid on the pros and cons. The pros for DistroKid, there's no commission. Again, just like TuneCore, you keep 100% of your revenue. Unlimited songs for one yearly price. Now, TuneCore, you need to pay an annual fee per release, you know, or it could be a single or an album, right? Now, with DistroKid, you pay a one-time fee and then you can upload unlimited songs. So if you have 200 songs, if you have 20 albums to upload, by all means, just go ahead. And that is the beauty of DistroKid. And on top of that, you can also have different accounts, different um, tiers. So the first tier would be you can only upload one artist. So you have control of yourself only. And maybe if you're a label or if you're starting out as a smaller label, the second tier, you would have, I think, three artists. And then with the third tier, which is the most expensive, five artists and more. 
So with that, you know, you're a fully functioning label and you can do a lot more, right? So there's payment splitting. Very easy. You can just name, okay, um, who gets how much. There's a single page sign up and email every step of the way. So, you know, if your upload is successful, when it appears on Spotify, if it gets into a playlist, you know, if it gets onto iTunes and things like that, it will give you all the emails and they will notify you. So there's also Instagram story music inclusion. Of course, here in Malaysia, we don't have that service for Instagram. So then there's the next day trending reports. It will give you how your song is doing, the the data. And then the cool part is Spotify now and also Apple Music, they have lyrics on their app. So when you click on a song, you can also see the lyrics and it will scroll as the song progresses. So DistroKid offers that service that you are able to upload your lyrics as well. And um, there's a leave a legacy uh, option where basically if you're no longer an artist, you can still leave your material there until you die. So it's a it's an option. It's a 30 US dollar per release and the release will never come down even if you die. Okay, so if you miss your annual payment or any other services, your releases will be removed. Okay, so that's basically it. So the ability to download songs, if you need to download the WAV file of your song because your hard drive crashed or something, you can log into your account and download it. So basically, it becomes like a cloud. So according to the site that I'm on right now, it says text message marketing is a service that's coming soon. So that's pretty cool to be able to use that to just, you know, blast it out and tell people that, hey, you know, uh, I've got a song coming out. So I think that's pretty cool as well. So the cons for DistroKid is that the reports and analytics give very basic information. It just gives you the total money earned and total plays from each platform. But to see how much a single song earned or plays from a single song is virtually impossible and requires downloading a CSV file. So they give you all the data but it's just so much data and you need to comprehend, you know, take your time, you know, to just really analyze. And sometimes there are terms that you don't even understand. Also for Shazam, there's also a 99 cent annual fee. So whereas for a lot of other platforms, being on Shazam is free. So when I first got on DistroKid, I was quite surprised that, oh, you know, how come on Shazam, you know, you need to pay an extra fee. When we were on TuneCore, it was already included. So lots of extra fees not disclosed up front. For example, if your song is on YouTube, you know, you, you need to have an extra fee there. The store maximizer where, you know, if there are new stores coming out, it will automatically put your release there as well. So you need to pay for that service. And then, of course, there's the Leave a Legacy service as well. And the next one, payment splitting requires each collection collaborator to have a distrokit account so you can't just distribute it just like that everybody needs to have an account as well so that's kind of like a challenge and there are no mechanisms in place to help artists who catch same thing like TuneCore they don't help to plug you into playlists and stuff now uh, let's move on to CD Baby I have a friend who is in CD Baby Southeast Asia and he is one of my mentors and he's a really cool guy he does amazing work but Let's talk a little bit about CD Baby. For the longest time, he's been trying to get us on CD Baby, but I still have not, you know, I'm already on this other service. But it's cool. Um, he's doing great things and there are a lot of artists. In fact, CD Baby has, let me see, how many? Over 100... Okay, CD Baby has over 650,000 artists, all labels on their platform. So that's pretty impressive. Okay, so again, no yearly fees. You pay once. 
and then your music is up forever. There's physical distribution as well. So they've partnered with a couple of uh, like Amazon and stuff like that. If you have physical CDs, they will distribute it to those stores around the world. But you must apply for that feature, okay? So they have an e-commerce store, which is great. So it's it's a full-on thing. They have like a storefront. You can purchase CDs and, you know, I'm sure you'll be able to purchase like merchandise, like t-shirts and, and mugs and stuff too. So they also have an admin publishing service to collect your royalties. Uh, one of the few companies to collect your sound exchange royalties for you. Okay, sound exchange, um, I don't think it's that big here in Malaysia or in Asia. I could be wrong, but I know it's big outside of Malaysia. It's a massive process, you know, to sign up and all that, but CD Baby covers this for you and you still have to sign up as a performer on your own with sound exchange, but with CD Baby, it cuts a lot of, you know, this hassle down. And then there's sync licensing possibilities. However, it is only for select artists. Now, the cons, they take 9% commission, which is actually not bad you know they charge five dollars five US dollars for a single upload or twenty dollars for an album these are not optional add-ons and you can't distribute your album without a UPC and they don't have the Instagram story uh, music inclusion they have high YouTube commission which is 30% no payment splitting and no mechanisms in place to push the artists okay so it looks like the biggest pro here is that you pay once and it's there forever. You know, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, so the fourth one that I would like to discuss is STEM. So an artist that I am working with and right now signed to our label, they were on this platform called STEM before. So the pros of STEM is that it's an invite only. So it's very exclusive, which is kind of cool. Very exclusive and you don't pay for your releases. There's uh, automatic payment splitting, which is great. Everything is quite detailed. The pros are you got personal attention. You've got a dedicated rep who you can communicate with. Uh, you have in-house playlist pluggers. In fact, 67% of all songs they pitch get included on playlists, which is pretty cool. So the artists that I work with, Tidal, for one of their songs, they got over 100,000 streams and they made it into playlists and stuff like that. So, you know, to be able to see your streams go up exponentially through a digital uh, service provider, I think that's very good. So there's no fees upfront, no cost, nothing. Okay, there's automatic payment splitting. There's a download payment thing. And then there's a, an intelligible revenue and analytics report. And you are able to see the data through a mobile app. And it helps to collect like YouTube royalties and stuff like that. And it also offers edits to songs already distributed without having to take down and redistribute the release. DistroKid has that service as well. But with Stem, it also does that. Okay, so not on TuneCore and on CD Baby, I would think so. Alright, so the con is that it's invite only, very selective, the commission is 10% and then this is, I feel the weirdest part, okay, you will get kicked off if you don't earn enough. And then it also distributes to only 12 outlets, whereas DistroKid and all that is 150 stores and above, you know, to 200 stores. So I think with this 12 outlets, you know, you're kind of limited. Yeah, so high payment threshold of $50, no cover song distribution, no admin publishing partner to help you collect your royalties, no daily trending reports, and no Instagram story inclusion. So I guess each distribution service kind of have their pros and cons as an artist or as a label you can choose who you want to go with in the capacity that you're functioning in the frequency that you're uploading and producing music so all of this goes into consideration you have to look at all of them bit by bit i would say do your research and then select who you want to go with 
Now, I will share what I am currently on. So I was on TuneCore, which I've already mentioned, and then I moved to DistroKid. And right now, how I'm going to do things is that my last single that was uploaded in June was actually still on DistroKid. And our Christmas track that we put out last year was also on DistroKid because it's a cover. Uh, still on DistroKid. And the covers EP is also on DistroKid. But right now, I am on this platform called Belief. So Belief Digital, you know, they've been around for a long time. It's an European company. But years ago, before we started uploading music, I had a friend who is right now a big guy in Belief. Um, he told me, you know, about Belief and the platform and all that. And at that time, Spotify hadn't launched in Malaysia yet. You know, of course, we knew about iTunes, but, you know, the whole digital distribution services thing, you know, it wasn't a big thing. And I didn't understand everything that he was explaining. And then when I started working with the talent agency, I saw the power of the platform because this talent agency also had a music arm where all their music were uploaded on Belief. So a lot of the artists, you know, got onto playlists and, you know, we were able to track how the songs were doing you know they distributed to various countries all over the world and it's so cool to be able to see the backstage uploading service you know so i think that that's really cool yeah so let's let's go into it so i will talk a little bit about belief from my understanding because i've just signed up for it this year so this friend of mine you know for the longest time has been telling me you know you got to get your songs on belief you know and i finally did which i'm super excited about so what belief has is that they've got a malaysian base here and uh in fact, there are three main people in Believe Malaysia. One of them used to be from One Stop Music, which is also a local distribution service. She is very experienced, so she deals with all the artists. So she's the main contact person, you know, if you have problems with your uploads and stuff like that. And then there's another person who was uh, with a major label before, and uh, he later on moved to an events company, and then with another music label, or I would say an agency that handled a lot of YouTube talents. So right now, he's in Belief as well. Very helpful guy super experienced and there's a third person who also ran two labels you know he's been in the industry for a very long time like so the three of them here in Believe Malaysia they really know what they're about that's first the beauty of why I decided to move to Believe and then Spotify playlisting so what playlists are essentially is that once your song makes it into a playlist people will naturally discover new music because that's the trend of music listeners now people are constantly discovering so when you get into a spotify playlist there are two kinds of playlists one is a user generated playlist where you as a user if you have a spotify account you create your own playlist you add songs into the playlist and people can also follow your playlist and then the editorial playlist. Now, editorial playlists are, for example, like New Music Friday or Made in Malaysia or Chata Top Lima Pro and stuff like that. These are playlists where the editorial team at Spotify are the ones who will determine which song and who goes on to that playlist. And um, I feel personally, the wave of music and the way people are churning out music now, getting into playlists is one of the quickest ways of getting your music to people across Malaysia and also, you know, in the region. So with Belief, what they do is that through their platform, you are able to upload your song, upload your tracks, upload the artwork and all that stuff. You can even upload your video for YouTube. And then you can have a segment where you can fill in all your promotional plans. Now, 
This is very, very important. As artists, you need to always plan for your releases. Gone are the days where you just put out your song and that's it. In the last episode, episode 3, I talked about planning your release. You know, there's a pre, there's a during and there's a post. So all these are super important that you need to kind of remember. So when you upload your song, it gets onto Spotify. True belief, when you key in all your promotional plans and your marketing plans, what belief will do because they are physical people. So they will take your plans and they will pitch on your behalf to these uh, services like iTunes and Spotify and whatnot. And from there, they will propose and say that, okay, this artist is really good. You know, they have a good track record. Their songs are doing well. You know, they are popular and stuff like that. And then, you know, Spotify will consider it and then put it into their playlist. Now, it is not a guarantee that you will be playlisted, but at least you know that if you have a strong plan and all these information provided to the team at Believe, they are able to pitch and there's a stronger possibility that you might get into playlists. Believe also distributes your music to at least 240 territories and that's pretty much like the whole world. But it is only available in about 25 stores. Now that is fine because if it's going to make it available in 240 countries and if 240 countries have Spotify, I think that's pretty good. You know, you just need one store and that's it. Although there are only 25 stores, but at least they get your music onto the main ones. For example, Spotify, Deezer, Amazon Music, Jukes, KKBox, Napster, Shazam, Tidal, Google Play, and uh, Apple Music. So these are some of the main ones that we, at least out here in Asia, use. So, you know, it covers a lot of grounds, I would say. So going back to the playlist real quick, New Music Friday is a great playlist, but there's also different New Music Fridays for different countries in Southeast Asia as well. So what Believe is able to do is that there's a possibility of you getting into various playlists at the same time. So that is very cool. On top of that, from my understanding, they take a 30% cut there's no upfront fee, but with the 30% and the amount of work that they're going to do for the artist, I think that's fair. I don't have any issues with it because again, like I said, my personal conviction of how distribution services work is that I'm using it as a service to just spread my music, to just go as far as it could. I am not even like counting like the amount of royalty that I'm making. So if we get calculative, sometimes, you know, that could be the deterrent to, you know, you wanting to move forward with your music. So my goal is at the end of the day, you know, putting out music, and putting on good shows. It's all about the on-ground. Digital services are great. You know, you can have your catalog there, your whole bunch of all your songs, but you need a service that will help you get your music out there. So with Believe, they are able to do that. They are at a place right now where they could offer marketing push as well. You know, they could propose to have a Spotify banner and all that kind of stuff. And I think the next step is to offer monetary and marketing push as well. So I think that is good. That is where I am right now with digital service providers. And also, I found out that Believe has also acquired TuneCore. So, you know, it's, it's kind of good that you know that if a company is able to acquire another company, you know that they're doing big things. So yeah, if you guys want to get onto Believe, what you can do is you can come and talk to me. I will hook you up. We can always work something out. So yeah, that, that is it basically, guys. Um, this is episode four, getting your music onto digital service providers and what are they? So I hope this answers some of your questions and I hope this has been beneficial to you because what this podcast is, is music education. There are a lot of things that you can learn from books, but there are also a lot of things that you cannot learn except through experience. 
experience. And yes, so my suggestion is to get onto Believe. If you're a new artist or if you're an artist that you already have your music on other services, you might want to get onto Believe. But at the end of the day, that is my suggestion. It is entirely up to you. So this is the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. My name is Darren from the band An Honest Mistake and we will be back again soon with the next episode. See you guys and take care.